Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pass the weight and fly, oh, oh, H155, that's fly, oh, oh, H155. Please approach the gates. Your flight is now ready for boarding. Yeah. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are you locked into the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yah, and Stephen. You London boys are crazy. And it just gives you insight, bro. It gives you a lot of insight. Now, yeah. Huh? If I go now onto my activity, <laughs> I have... I have taken nearly 10,000 steps, bro. 10,000 steps today? Yeah, yeah. But I can do that on my, on my phone. Are we in? Are we stepping into the conversation? Oh, we stepped in. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 Stepping into the conversation and almost stepping into a whole new year, right? Because this is the first time that we've actually been on on air. Yes, sir. Since the back end of 2022. We had back-to-back-to-back episodes. They were great. We did a three-peat, just like the man Michael Jordan did in 97, 98, 99... And some other times. Wasn't it 92, 3, or 3, 4, and 5? Then there was a gap, and then there was another three-peat. Because the Pistons won it in between. Yeah, I did the... I did the yeah, yeah, so I, I did the first was... one, you did the second one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Speaking of Michael Jordan, my friend. The greatest or not the greatest of all time? Arguably the greatest of all Ar- time. Arguably, arguably. Number 23. <laughs> People call 2023 the GOAT year. Ooh! So, uh, happy... Very, very belated Happy New Year to all of our lovely listeners. It's the first time that we're giving you that 2023 energy Ooh. from our side. Ooh. Before we start getting into all the intricacies of the conversation wow. on the podcast, my friend. I can tell you have missed holding a mic. Pause. Kieran. Yes. Who are we listening to? If you're tuned in. Oh, God, hold on. If you're tuned in. I'm a bit rusty. Locked in. I'm locked in. Listening. If you're locked in, if you're listening, if you're here, if you're vibing with us, if you've got your headphones on, if you've got your HomePod on, if you're listening to us on a uh, Alexa device, mm. you are listening to the sounds of the Out of Home podcast, a show brought to you by four Londoners, capturing and sharing stories of inspiring people while sharing our own. Mm. In the building today, it's a very different setup that we've got today. It's myself and Yaf. Condensed. It's a condenser. It's a condenser. Mm. Repping that plus four four. Big shout Fishing. out to Stephen, who is currently in Nigeria, living, I guess, his best life as always. Always. He's been out there for a very long time. Some might say too long. Some might say too long. We won't get into who. <laughs> and big shout out to Kwame, who is not on the pod today, but we're sending our love. And um, yeah, we're 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 sending our love always, always. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, bro, so, it's been a minute, man. I feel like I haven't seen you for time, bro. You're looking like a biscuit biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> you spend time in the sun and you come back looking. I don't even know, bro. All caramel and all them things. Do you there. know what? It was 
I'm gonna attempt to do this every year. Okay. After Christmas, yeah. Go on holiday, yeah. Somewhere warm, yeah. See the new year in a lovely place. Have a few days more out there. Come back refreshed. I like the sound of that. But you went uh, to the same place twice. I did. So what was about what was about the first place, the place that you went yeah. first that made you come back? What was calling you back? Mm. So my lady and I, we went to the Dominican Republic. Yes, yes. The second time. The first time we went there, we went for a month. This was in 2020. It was a month. During the pandemic. We got a really good deal because we, you know what, on Airbnb, if you rent a place for a month... You get, like, discount. You get a discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, on top of that, it was COVID, so you got extra discount. Mm. Managed to secure a flight. Bro, our flight got cancelled three times. Oh, I remember, remember this that story. Saga? Yeah, yeah, Goodness yeah. Goodness yeah, yeah, me, yeah. bro. Saga, I love that. And then we made it happen. We went out there and we just loved it. Mm. So because we associate such fond memories to it, we wanted to go back... Both nice. had an intense year. Nice. Good nice. years, but intense year. Nice. And said, like, let's go rest. Yeah. Rejuvenate. Recover. Like all of that good stuff. I like that. The thing we were unsure about yeah. was, did we get an anomaly experience the first time because it was COVID oh, and so it was you less had to busy. double back and check. So we went back to the same area. We went back to the same vicinity. Yeah. And it was... Just as good, if not better, bro. Really? Oh, my goodness me. I'm, I'm talking everything. So the beauty of the Dominican Republic is this Latin culture in the Caribbean. Right. So it's warm. Yeah. As in the people are warm, right, friendly, right. good vibe. But they're a little bit ratchet as well. <laughs> so it's like... It's just amazing, bro. Wait, which part's Latin, which part's Caribbean? It's an infusion of it all. It's an infusion of it all, bro. Like, it's just, oh man, we had a great time. So we so we we actually we actually flew into New York. Yeah. Spent eight hours in New York. Were you were you in the in the airport? Were you like we stayed at a friend's place? Oh, so you like did you came out of the airport? She came, she picked us up. Okay. Went to get some Italian late night Italian food. Oh like a mobster. They took I mean you look like one with your your mock net (laughs) on right now. (laughs) (laughs) Cash only, so we ate food there. Uh, then we drove around Times Square a little bit, went back, slept for a few hours, went to the airport and I think we were on a plane with all the Dominican aunties from New York who were just trying to go back to the DR before New Year. <laughs> and it was just... In, bruv, it was... Was it vibes on the plane? It was vibes. Did they clap when they landed? It was... Of course it was. <laughs> it was vibes. It was... There were a lot of ups and downs. There was a woman that fell sick. Oh, no. On the plane. Every, anything that you can imagine happened on the plane. Like Snakes on the plane? Bruv, I've never... <laughs> I've never Sorry. been on... I thought this only happened Sorry. in movies. Um, <laughs> hello, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We're asking if there is a doctor on board. We have a passenger. No. I felt like I was on a movie, but... <laughs> but your life is a movie. Brother. And the lady was sitting one seat in front of us to the right. Oh, so we had a, literally had a front row seat of everything that was taking place. Well, it turns out she was, um, she was an anxious flyer. So she was just, you know, she'd fallen a bit sick because of that. So it wasn't anything okay. crazy, crazy. Okay, good, but good, good. God Almighty, did um did that add some drama to the flight? Was this like early on in the flight or was it like halfway through? Ooh, good question. So the flight's about three hours. Okay, so not long. And in my head, I, I would had like say, seven. I don't know why. I would say this kicked in about sixty minutes. After about sixty minutes, ah, God, she decided she'd had enough. 
You're about... And she just wanted this plane to land. You're about 5,000 feet up. Brother, there was We ain't landing for now. Two hours to go, bro. <laughs> two hours, so... Anyway... We've, we've reached cruising altitude. There's we, uh, no way we're bringing this thing down to New York. She got it. She, she got through it. We got through it. Very dramatic. Um, got to the... You know, got to where we were staying. It was really nice. And yeah, bro, just had a great, great, great time. I like that. Switched off... Waking up, go to work out a few days by the beach, watching the sunrise at like Jeez. seven o'clock in the morning. Jeez, man. Chilling, eating good food. Ah, oh, bro, I loved it. I like were you there it. for were you there for New Year's? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And do you want do you wanna know the best part? Yeah. We fell asleep New Year's Eve. Amazing. Woke up at like and it was one something, twenty twenty three. Both looked at each other and was like, Happy New Year. I'm tired. Are you? Yeah, let's go back to sleep. Let's get some rest. That's why we came on this fucking holiday. I love that. Didn't need to go out. I love that. Didn't need to do anything extravagant. Woke up early the next day, went for a nice walk by the beach. Oh. I was blessed, bro. Amazing. So I'm feeling good. Amazing. God bless DR. And shouts out to holiday breaks after Christmas. <laughs> How are you, bro? I'm blessed, bruv. As I said before we got on this, this conversation and on this podcast... I'm just feeling refreshed, man. I love to hear it. I'm just feeling refreshed. Like you, I also had some time after Christmas to relax. Important, right? To relax. Important, man. Me and my lady, we was, we just relaxed, bro. Good. We relaxed. We didn't go anywhere exotic, but we got out of London. We got out of London. We rented a nice little hotel. Did the spa treatment. Amazing. Did some walks. Got some early nights. Some late nights too. Mm, mm. But bro, I just feel like I was able to switch off from 2022. And 2022 wasn't a bad year. There was just a lot of things happening. Mm -hmm. So after Christmas, like Christmas was great, obviously. But after Christmas, I was able to just like turn off, not have to worry about anything. And it's a great feeling, man. Yeah, and just like look forward for when the new year came. Mm. And it came in and I was like, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. Let's fucking go. I'm, let's fucking let's go. Fucking go. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go, bro. I'm Literally. ready, bro. I'm ready. Like I'm, I was like, cool. What what do I have to do? What do you want to do? All right, let's get. Let's get. Honestly. So yeah, bro, I'm feeling mad refreshed. I'm sure you've noticed from our, our Zoom calls, I'm a little bit more bubbly, mm. a little bit more focused, a little bit more. I've got a pep in my step. Mm -hmm. You get me? But um, yeah, bro. Honestly, I'm I'm actually like feeling a lot more at ease. Good to hear. At man. ease. I'm coming up to two years being back in London, um, a year in my own place, which is also like. In big itself, a big milestone. It's, as I've said before, it's feel, it feels like me. You know what I mean? Still got some things to do around the walls and stuff like this. It's getting but there. It's getting there. Yeah. You know, Most it's a definitely. process. Most it's definitely. a process. So, um, yeah, man, I'm just like really happy with the start of the year so far, which I'm sure we're going to get into. But before we do, I'm going to ask you, what has been making you smile for the last few weeks mm. as the turn of the year has come. To be honest, I'll keep this short and sweet. It's obviously the trip. Yes. And just having moments with my with my lady 
and just going back to basics. Like that. Going back to basics, forgetting about all the crazy stuff that happens in your life. Just enjoy sitting on a beach and not doing anything. Yo. Yeah. It's amazing how much your your mind, when it doesn't need to think about anything or do anything, just like resets. Yeah. Naturally, just resets. Yeah. Yeah. And I could just feel it day by day. I was getting more focused to your point. I was mm-hmm. just more in tune with what I wanted to do this year. Yeah. And just enjoying every moment. Mm. And I think sometimes when you're in the, you know, the fast and furious nature of work or whatever it is, you just get, you, you naturally just get a little bit lost in how you truly feel and what nice. you want to do. And I think nice. just having that reset was super important. So that's what made me smile. Yeah. That's what's been making me smile. And I'm going to ask you as well, my friend. I'm going to say serendipity. Okay. Like things have just been happening. And I'm not going to say they're coincidences. Mm. I'm just going to say that the universe is working. Do you know what I mean? And things, like random shit has been happening. And I'd be like, raw, that's really interesting. I feel like manifestation really works at times. so real, you know. Do you know it's what I mean? so real. And like, so like one of the random things that happened um, was I just bumped into Ibby. I shout out to Ibby, very good friend of the show. Yeah, shout out to Ibby. Like, I was just walking around Oxford, like, not Oxford Street, sorry, Soho, near, near where I work. We need to give context. So, Ibby lives in Amsterdam. Yes, Ibby doesn't live in the UK. He's the last person that I would think I would ever bump into in London. Even if you're walking around Amsterdam and you bump into Ibby, it's like, That's oh shit, Ibby. Thing. Oh, Ibby. Yeah. Yo, yeah. you're outside. You're here. Yeah, literally. What's good? So, like, let alone in, in London, bro. This is the thing, bro. So, I'm just like, Literally, walking back from my lunch, uh, I tried to go to... Uh, and the funny thing is, I stayed out longer because I tried to go to a place that I wanted to get food from and it, was, it wasn't open yet because, I don't know, they, they hadn't come back or whatever. What life? From, from the break. And I'm walking back and I had my head down, headphones in, as you do in London. You've got to keep the, you know, just got to like the hustle and the bustle. And I just hear, okay, luckily I was changing songs as well. Or you was in between. Yeah, I was in between songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear, okay. I turn around, I was like, Ibby, what are you doing there? And we just had a lovely walk and a chat. Amazing. For like an hour. And for me, I was like, that's such a cool thing, man. Like, mm. I wasn't even thinking about, like, Ibby at the time. But later on, I was like, oh, like, I'm going to Amsterdam. I'm going to come and, like, check you. So... I managed to talk to him about that and we sorted some things out. But also just like random things or the universe working where... What happened recently? But would you call them random or is it... Nah, bruv, it's not. I think I, it's, it's coincidental. It's coincidental, but I, I'm, I'm going to give it to a higher power, bruv. Mm. I, I, can't, I can't actually say it's random. I have to give it to a higher yeah, power. Man. Because, um, like, for instance, I was... Yeah, oh, that's it. Something so mad. I was talking to to Liv about... Shout out to Liv. Shout out to Liv. I was, sh- I was talking to Liv about a film that I acted in two years ago, right? But as I'm saying it, I'm close to her. But do you know what? I don't think the girl's going to release it. Bro, as I said those words... It's on your phone. She messaged me and she's like, oh, I'm going to put out a clip to the film today. I said, no. Nah. Swear down. Powerful, man. I said, no way. So 
Yeah, just serendipity, bro. Like Ser- serendipity. And I, and, and I think I know, like, where that started to come from. Uh, and I think it's just, like, the habits that I've started to, like, um, adopt mm. for the new year. Do you know what I'm saying? Because we should definitely go into that. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's um, always this whole, like, new year, new me. Yeah. It's a real thing. It's a real thing that everyone wants to start, you know, a new regime, whether it's fitness, yeah. mindfulness, whatever it may be. Mm. So what are some of the things that you've been up to? So re- really interesting. So I, I said last year was a little bit like um, it was a busy year. And I don't think, if I'm being honest with myself, that I took control of the things I could control. So at the back end of the year, I had some time to just reevaluate and ask myself, what could I do better? What could I do better? And I think where I got to was after the conversation that we had um, with Dami and a few more other conversations, I started to look at look back at what brought me success in my life, right? And the one thing that has stuck out to me from that conversation is that, like, the athlete's mindset, isn't it? Definitely. And we talk about it quite a lot. And I used to be an athlete, <laughs> And I started to realize that, like, when you're an athlete, you have a schedule, you have, you have targets, you have goals, you train, you practice. Like, you, you put all of these things out so you're ready for competition. But life is exactly the same thing. Like, like, you can treat life just like a sport. You're an athlete in your life. And if you have an athlete's mindset, you'll be able to succeed in things that you want to, but also achieve things that you want to go after quicker than you would if you were just standing still. So <clears throat> I was. it was one of those days I weren't really doing much uh, over the, 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 the holiday period. And I was just like watching YouTube as you do, man. And this random clip came up and it was like, how J. Cole writes a verse. I was like, this sounds interesting. Let me mm. see this sort of thing. Algorithm knows you, boy. <laughs> trust me. Wow. Trust me. But it wasn't like, it weren't J. Cole talking about how, right, some random person just made this video and there was some clips from him. And um, he, there's a clip of him talking about a book that he read and it's called The Artist's Way. And it was written by a woman called Julia Cameron who uh, used to, was married to Martin Scorsese. Okay. Yeah. And then she, then she found out that he was having an affair with Liza Minnelli. And that sent her into a deep spiral of depression where she uh, was abusing alcohol and drugs. She went through rehab, the 12 steps of rehab. And while she was going through rehab, she realized that the principles that you have during those 12 periods of of those 12 stages, you can actually adopt it to creativity. So she dedicated to writing this book for creatives who were essentially blocked I was like, J. Cole, blocked? Really? I was like, let me get that book. Let me see that book. I want to see that book. Mm. So I instantly bought it. And um, this is a roundabout way to tell you what my habits are. Um, Instantly bought it. It came like the next day. Amazon Prime. So good, isn't it? I it's know, so... I know, I Bruv, know. Do you know what I bought off Amazon Prime yesterday? Bro, do you know what I bought off Amazon Prime yesterday? Shoehorns. Oh, bro. Cost bro, me three pounds. Bro, Amazon Prime, bro. I'm a slave and addicted to Amazon Prime. Oh, but my goodness. It's, and books. It's just the little things. You're like, 
If I order it at 11, it could be here by 10. You mad? Crazy. Really? Bro. Crazy. Like, who, who's... Let me not even get into it because then I get into a, a, a thing about ethics. But anyhow, yeah. So the book comes. And in me being a person that I am, I, um, I did some research on the book as it was traveling to my house for the next day. So I must have watched about 12 videos of people doing On this book? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so like people that have done... So basically, The Artist Way is a 12-week course for artists to reconnect with their inner, like their inner child, their inner artist. And um, a lot of... And it, it takes you through um, exercises every week. But what you're supposed to do every day is write three days freehand, uh, sorry, three pages freehand into a journal as soon as you wake up. Okay. And I've never journaled before. Like, I write, I'm a writer, but I don't journal because sometimes when you when you write, you think you have to write something profound or something that's going to... Some sort of output. Yeah, there's going to be something great. And then, like, this book teaches you, like, writing these pages... It's just to clear your head before the day starts. So I was a bit skeptical at first, but I tried it before. Like I actually opened the book because I got, I ordered it on a Wednesday. It came on a Thursday. I said I want to start on a Monday. Okay. So I, I I did a few days before I actually opened the book in it, mm-hmm. and alongside that, it was like, all right, if I'm gonna do these pages and start journaling, I also want to start going to the gym. So I clocked. It takes me half an hour to do three three pages. I was like, I'm gonna wake up half an hour early, go to the gym, and then I'll start my day. So from the turn of the year, that's what I've been doing, right? And what what I found is like, I just feel a lot more centered. I feel a lot more um, in the room. I feel in, like very present. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like funny things you'll just write exactly what comes to your head and I'll go on tangents but then the light will flicker and I'll be like oh the light's flickering but I'm like oh I noticed it do you know what I mean it's like attention the attention that it that I'm having to certain things like the other day I was walking back home even this like remind, remembering to, to say this I was walking back and it was cold it was this morning actually it was cold as fuck this morning it was like minus three degrees yeah precise. and I walked past this puddle that was Obviously frozen over, but the shape of the, the 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 frozen ice in the puddle. I was like, I stood there and looked at it. I was like, this is mad. But I wouldn't have done that before. I just wanted to walk past it, it. But it's just like having a, a higher attention to detail, a higher attention to the things that are happening in my life, um, and 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 that's where I get the serendipity from. Like the right, things right, that right. I just literally I feel like you're trapped in a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Without even realizing. And that's what's kind of put me in this, like, really, um, I'll say positive. I don't really want to use the word positive because mm. I, I feel like I, I was positive thinking anyway. But I feel like now it's just, like, aware. Aware to things that are happening without mm. taking them for granted. And as I said before, giving them to a higher power, innit, of, like, just creativity. In the book, it's like, it uses the word God. But it also says you can use this as like flow or a creator or whatever it is, isn't it? And it might sound very spiritual. It is a quite a spiritual book. But um, that book so far has been like a really sick way of just like 
exploring and being a creative and and allowing yourself to create because one thing that I think it's allowed me to do is understand that the way in which you sorry it made me understand that the process and the playing part of creation is creativity it's not the output the output if the, the output can be there in it mm. but it doesn't matter as long as you're playing here you can be like play be shit be, like enjoy it though have fun because when you have fun that's when you get better and the output will take care of itself, in it. As long as you're enjoying this thing that you're doing. If you want to compare it to football, yeah, like the output is tactics, it's how your team plays, mm. it's your approach to a game. Mm. But creativity is is like the it's the training, it's the yeah. it's what you do on the on the literally on the training ground. It's expressing yourself. It's messing up, but it's. Like the what's gonna get you the result is like strategizing and putting that into some sort of structured mm-hmm. output. Yeah, yeah. So literally, like giving myself a little bit more structure, allowing myself to have a structure, mm. and not in a sense that like constricts me from doing anything. It's like nah, like get up, right, go gym, come home, go work, and already I've completed bare things. Yeah. So it gives you this sense of, ah, oh, I'm completing, I'm checking things off. And working out has is proven to reduce stress levels as yeah, well. Yeah, bro. Yeah, and I just I just feel like, yeah, man, bro, bro, you said it already, the year of the goat, man, I'm here. Mm, 2023, mm. man's here, bro. Mm. So if you see me, say what's up, because I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> but um, nah, man, um, that's a little bit of, of, of what I've been like, I like adopting. It. I like it. Uh, what about you, bro? Ooh. So... I'm trying to be super intentional with how I spend my time. Yeah, I like this. So I like this a lot. Normally, I would wake up, mm-hmm. possibly go for a walk, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Get ready for work. On the way to work, listen to music, do my day, whatever, come back home, maybe do a bit more work, watch some Netflix, yeah. go to bed, repeat. Yeah. But I'm really, even let's dissect one part of that day, listening to music on the way to work. Now I'm trying to substitute that with listening to a podcast where I'm learning yeah, or listening to an audio book. Yeah. Spotify now have Loved that. a whole library of They've audio books. Oh, is, it, is it available it's now? It's a feature now. Okay, audio books are a feature on Spotify. I saw them, but they weren't available at the time. Yeah, some of them aren't. Some of them okay, aren't. Okay, okay. So just trying, to, just trying to be more resourceful with my time. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of cool podcasts that I've been listening to. Shout them out. Um, the first one is The Price of Football. Anyone who knows football. me knows I love the sports industry, the sports business. Yeah. So I've been learning a lot just from listening to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the second one is the All In podcast. Okay. The All In podcast is four guys yeah. who are from, they work in Silicon Valley. They, one of them was a big, big, um, big wig in Google. Other was a big wig at Facebook. Okay, okay. Other two are um, so they like got serial investors. They got yeah, they're all they're all venture capitalists okay, now. Okay, 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 okay. Um, two of them are billion. Are like their net worth is over a billion, and uh-huh. two are multimillionaires. So, and they talk about just high, high, high level stuff. <laughs> 
tech is the thing that anchors it, so they talk about what's happening in the tech world. Yeah. But typically, tech influences what's happening on a global scale. So they'll talk about just crazy stuff, and 40 to 50% of the time, <clears throat> these conversations are going over my head. But, that's, but that's I love amazing. that. Yeah, I was going to say it. That's exactly. Amazing. I literally feel like I'm in the room having the privilege of talking to crazy experienced people Ooh. who have so much knowledge. Yes, yes. And so half the time when I'm listening to this show, I'm writing stuff down or I'm Googling stuff and I'm trying to... I'm learning. Mm. So I think for a long time I was in a very comfortable place where I felt as though I was in a good flow and I didn't need to learn much more. I wanted to hone in on certain things. Yeah, yeah. Like in my job, certain skills. But now... It's like I've banked. I've got a certain level of experience work-wise mm. with what we do out of home. Yeah. And I now want to I want to build on that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just being super intentional with how I spend my time, mm. who I'm spending my time with. Going trying to go for a walk or run every morning just to start the day. Yeah. Um and just doing little things like we're recording now, it's 10.20 p.m. By the time I get home, it's probably going to be 11.30, midnight. Yeah. But I know I'm going to be in the office tomorrow, so I'm going to I'm gonna set out my outfit or prepare my outfit already yeah. so that when I wake up tomorrow, Less things I've to got think nothing about. to think about. There you go. And it kind of goes back to that whole athlete mindset yeah. of everything is kind of like put in place for you. you as an athlete, you just show up and you, you this perform. This is the thing. So This is the thing, isn't it? It's a really weird... Or interesting dynamic where sometimes I'm the coach, sometimes I'm the player, mm. but it's only for me. You have, but you have to be so able I'm to flip both sides. Exactly. So I'm switching mindsets of like, let me provide myself with the framework to be as successful yeah. as possible, yeah, and give myself the best possible chance to be successful in my day. Oh, and I'm just approaching it. it one day at a time. That, that's the thing. One day at a that's time. That's it. That's it, bro. That's it. Because it's like. You can't, you can obviously plan, you can obviously like have things as targets, but you can only play what's in front of you. Exactly. And as long as you're prepared, then you're going to have a good game, innit? And I think setting yourself up the way that you're setting yourself up each day allows you to have the tools to be prepared. Yeah. You never know what the day's going to bring, but at least you know you're prepared for it. Mm. And I think that's the greatest thing about it. That's wicked, bruv. Really and there's like small that. things like the reason that I didn't want to do some massive changes because I know life gets on top. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be hard to sustain it. And the last thing I'd want to do is set myself some goals, do really well, start to fall off mm, and mm. then feel bad about myself for yeah. not sticking to my, you know, my what I wanted to achieve. Yeah. So I'm just doing small things that are very attainable but have a big impact. Yeah, like they'll yes. add 30 to 40% more efficiency yeah, to my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I was watching... I can't remember what I was watching. Actually, no, I do remember what I was watching. I was actually watching something with 19 Keys and the guys from Earn Your Ledger. Earn Your Ledger. Yeah. Also another great podcast. Yes, of course. Preaching about black wealth. Mm-hmm. Well, not even black wealth. They're, they're former financial managers Yeah. Um, from the black community and they're all about elevating financial literacy in our community and obviously beyond. And giving it in a context that is understandable. Very digestible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I think um, something 19 Key said was that like, sometimes people ask him, oh, what should I invest in with like a grand? 
his answer to that is yourself. Like, the, you can't really invest so much with that amount of money, mm. but you can invest in yourself that's going to, like, compound year after year if you give that, self to, give that to yourself. And I think what we're doing in a way is, like, giving back to ourselves in order for us to be able to continue to grow, to be better... We're literally ta taking a step out of ourselves yes. to see what we need and we're providing that for ourselves. Yes. LeBron James is arguably one of the most decorated athletes in the world. Big time. He's soon going to become the... And apologies if you're not a sports fan <laughs> and with, you know, this is Trust just me. all coming out as slosh to you. We apologise. Sport is life. Life is sport. So LeBron James is probably going to become the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. It's this crazy. Year. LeBron James is 38 years old and he's still playing like he's 19 years old. Bro, didn't he... Like, I, I swear the last five games is like a 40-piece. Crazy, bro. That's mad. Absolutely insane. But it's very well known that LeBron invests a lot of money into yeah. his body. It's rumoured yeah. that he spends a million dollars a year Jeez. on his body. That's crazy. And we're talking training, physiotherapy, sports massage, is, all of the latest and most modern techniques to make sure his body is in tip-top shape, he eats the right food. And I just think that is such a great example yeah. for how when you invest in yourself, you get the mm -hmm. returns. Mm -hmm. So just kind of to build yeah, on your point. 100%. You know, we're what, two and a half weeks into the year. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how we feel in a couple of months and, and the results we've got and how we can continue to sustain it. But... I think it was important for us to yeah, talk about for sure. how, like, what we're doing yeah, and how yeah. we're approaching the year I can't, because I it can't is the goal year. I can't lie, though. Like, it, it is a big change. Like, I wake up at six and by the end of the day, I'm tired. End of That's the week. That's how you're supposed to feel. Yeah. Supposed to feel. I know. Tired. I know, bruv. But usually, like... How do you feel after a game back in the day? Bro, burnout. Tired, bro. Tired. I weren't doing anything. But then I'm like, but I've used my energy in the right way and as long as I'm I'm push, I'm putting my energy in the things that I, I need to and want to and I'm hoping that the, the split between need and want is more towards the want mm -hmm. as well which is very important I think for me anyway because there's certain things you need to do because you need to keep a roof over your head or whatever but if you can give personally to the wants then you're fulfilling yourself which is something that I'm, yeah, like I'm that. looking to like trying to do a little bit more but yeah man bruv <sighs> It's two weeks in or three weeks in. However, I, I, I feel like this is a sustainable change. Let's go, bro. Go, yeah. Go, yeah. G-O-A-T. Uh, speaking of goats. <laughs> yes. Um, when it comes to people who know their shit in their field... Yeah, I would consider you as one of those one of those people. Oh, uh, it's too kind, bro. We don't often talk kind. about exactly what we do, but um, yeah. it is... Well known that you work in the advertising slash marketing industry. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Um, and I wanted to pivot a little bit. And genuinely, this is a conversation I would have with you. Yeah, for sure. Off air, for sure. Just to kind of get your thoughts, your feelings. Yeah. To talk about this this world and this industry. So I, I've prepared some questions, if that's okay with you. I've got three. Yeah, you got questions. I've got three questions. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um. And again, this is more just to get your read on okay. the industry and where it's, where it's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of your predictions for the year. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. So I the might first be question, way off. Don't quote me. This is your opinion. <laughs> first question yeah. is, 
We saw a lot of purpose marketing. Purpose marketing. When you say purpose marketing. 2022. Talk to me. We saw a lot of advertising. Yeah. That... Like, let's break that down for the people that don't. A lot of advertising yeah. that was centered around a purpose or something that was totally disconnected from the product they was trying to sell. Right. I okay. remember seeing the McCain's. McCain's are oven fries. Yes. Frozen oven fries. Yes. Advert. And it was talking about children with disabilities. Yeah. But they somehow funneled that into buy some chips. Crowbarring. Crowbarring, if you will. Okay. Um, and that isn't to knock McCain's. No, 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 no. That's just an no. example. Yeah. Of many. Um, we saw a number of brands jumping on multiple initiatives when it comes to the LGBTQ plus yeah, community. Yeah. Um, so we saw a lot of... Virtue signaling. If you will. <laughs> so my question is, do you see that continuing for 2023 and where is this space going? Like, where is it evolving? I think we haven't seen the end of it. I think whenever there's going to be... Wherever there is an opportunity for brands and companies to attach their name to something that's happening, something that's hot, something that's in trend, you're always going to see advertising or marketing that kind of follows that. I think the thing is, the better brands that are going to be able to do it are the ones that do it seamlessly, that doesn't feel like they're trying too hard because... Really and truly, purpose is always is it's important. It's imp sorry, important important. Um, speaking about the LGBTQI community is important. Talking about kids with disabilities is important. It's really you, you. You rarely these are communities that don't necessarily see themselves in in ads or in spaces. So it's always important for brands to talk and to connect with these communities. The thing is how they do it. And I think that's all down to, like, creative strategy. That's down to the actual strategy. That's down to the people that work in these brands. Like, are, is it genuine? Is it disingenuous? Um, we're not going to see the end of purpose marketing because I think it, it's always going to have a place. But I do feel that um, you're going to be able to stifle through or sieve through the better ones and the ones that aren't so good. So you think it's here to stay? Yeah, but I don't think it's going anywhere, to be honest with you. Like, I, I don't. I, I, I just can't see it going anywhere. Like, maybe the shit ones might get out of the way, but it's just going to become a lot more seamless because advertising in itself is like... I think you, it, it got a little bit... I, well, I, I wouldn't say it got a bit over the top, but there was a lot of it because people are seeing the opportunity to be like, oh, like... This is happening. We need to get onto this. Like when when George Floyd died, there was a lot of like BLM uh, adverts, and there was a lot more black people in adverts, and and then advertising agencies and themselves were trying to be more um, quote unquote. I hate the word woke. Is like that was happening within the industry, but then what eventually happens is that you start to you start to get more like DNI within a building, but people that diversity and inclusion within a building, and it doesn't come from people that aren't from those places. And once you have, uh, once you have people that are represented 
in these spaces, then the work doesn't feel like it's forced. It doesn't feel like it. Yeah. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like purpose marketing. It's just advertising and marketing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's just different. It's just different. holding their hands up, saying, "Hey, what about? Yeah. What about this? What about this? What yeah. about this? Yeah. And then it, it it's never it, it, it it's never about like oh like they've got a gay person in the ad. Oh, they've got a disability like someone with a disability in the ad. Nah, it's just like one day we could be doing this. One so, day we could be doing that. One day we could be doing this as well because. That is the reflection of our community. So here's a question, follow-up question. Then. Yeah, yeah. How do brands... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Achieve that without it feeling like tokenism. That's a good question, bro. Does it fit? Does it fit your brand purpose? Does it fit your brand? And like, I know that can that might sound a little bit weird, right? Because you're like, uh, you you might be thinking, oh, but like, it sh-, as I just said, it should represent everybody outside. But as McCain oven chips, and you said a disability person, a person with a disability was was on there. I'd, it makes sense, bro. People with, people with disabilities got to eat, fam. Like, you know what I mean? Sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> the question was, do you think yeah. brands including these, you know, diverse communities? Yeah. Oh, well, tokenism. Yeah. Tokenism. <clears throat> I think tokenism's a hard one. Because, do you know why tokenism's a hard one? If your brand has a history of not being diverse and if your brand does, has a history of not being inclusive and you just now you're doing it people are going to look at you with a bit of skepticism however you got to ride the skepticism because now if you go back and don't do it again then you're you, that was tokenism you just have like you have to move with the times got it you have to move with the times otherwise you're going to be looking at man like you just did that for... That was literally virtue signaling. You didn't do that for any other reason, but this is a trend, this is hot, let's talk about it. But if you can notice, oh, like, for the last 20 years, we've never put a black face in one of our adverts. We need to put... We need black people in our adverts. We need people of, like, every colour and creed. We need people of different disabilities in our adverts or our marketing and market it towards those people because they also, like, have an affinity to our brand, then uh, I think you should continue to do that later on because it makes sense, right? It makes sense. I just think trying to think of, like, certain brands that, like, um, that are just, like, totally whitewashed. And you would not... I think the thing is you would know. 
you would know if if you saw it, you would know because you're like that. That doesn't seem right. That doesn't doesn't feel right. It doesn't have the the right tone. And it's all about like the people that you get to work on these things, isn't it? Like I I once worked I once worked on a project. I won't say the name of the brand, but it was quite obvious that they wanted to get in touch with the black community. But then you're like, boy, I don't know if that's going to work with this hair brand because the 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 the, the work from the the, the 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 history has shown that your brand is not like in tune. Mm. But if it comes from top down and it's a genuine request, then work can be done in order to achieve the 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 the, the outcome that they want. So I think it's all about I think it's all about um, the teams that you that that are working on these things, the brand like strategy. Like, what's the brand strategy? Like, what are the brand? What's the brand actually trying to say? Where does it want to? Where does it want to sit? And where does it want to live? Like in the future, does it want to be this old, like dinosaur of a company that doesn't look at like for instance, oh, something that just popped into my head, and I might be wrong. Victoria's Secrets, yeah, they they have a specific body shape for the models that wear their clothes, right? Yeah. And then you look at something like Fenty. Chalk and cheese. Stay in the dust mm. or move with the times, basically. Oh, yeah. You get me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Question number two. Oh, shit. we got two more, two more questions. <clears throat> what themes... Yes. ...do themes, you see themes, themes. coming out uh, in 2023 when it comes themes. to advertising, marketing? Themes, 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 themes. Um, okay, themes. Do you know what I find really interesting <clears throat> at the moment? Kind of scary as well. Um, AI. Oh, yeah. AI, AI. GPT. Yeah. Um, so, there's a few programs that are now available, I think in beta, like beta stage, beta stage, where you can type into... And type to an AI, and it spits out co not content, but it could spit out content. It could spit out designs. It can spit out taglines. It can spit out flipping like web pages. It's very clever. It's very very intelligent, right? And not that I see advertising going that road, um, um, down that road this year but it's something definitely it's something that I think is definitely going to be around later on like people's creatives are creatives interestingly enough some creatives are a bit worried they're like oh like does that mean that my job's going to become obsolete I always err on the side of let's fuck with the AI because it's interesting this is something that is taking the minds or the intelligence of millions <clears throat> at a single moment and giving you something back out, right? Which could be an amazing starting point for more creativity. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, it'd be really interesting to see what an ad would look like if you just said, here at AI, this is a brief. Um, I'm, try I'm working on this shoe for a specific company, we're working with these people and we're aiming it at 
this target audience? What do you think? And then go, all right, cool, that's a nice place. Let's see what we can do from a human side to work with it. So I, for me, like AI is one of them things where it's like, I never look at, I've never looked at AI, I never looked at technology as a thing of we should be scared of it. I've always looked yeah. at technology as let's embrace it. Let's see where it can take us. Let's um, <clears throat> let's um, let's check to see like how not how far we can push it because obviously we've all seen iRobot. You get me? But it's like how can we work with the new tool? They're new tools. Mm. They're new tools, bruv. I've always been a person like get with it or, or get lost, and it's not going nowhere because they keep pushing it, isn't it? Microsoft <coughs> just invested ten billion in wow. OpenAI, which is a company. Oh, Chat GPT is part yeah. of OpenAI. So OpenAI was the... So I, I had a play around with OpenAI and um, it was... That's the one with the images, right? Yeah, so I was like... I was just typing in things and, bruv, I was, I was amazed. I was like, there's an album cover right there. Crazy. Do you know what I mean? I was like, there's an album cover right there. There's, a, there's an Instagram post just there. There's something that you've never seen before being created by... Like, that's like an AI. And there's a bunch of use cases as well. So... Imagine if you could. So one of the examples that I was listening to is yeah. if you work, if you're an associate at a law firm, mm -hmm. and you're trying to build a case, yeah. and let's say I don't know, I'm just making up a shit example, but there was a law about theft, and you was trying to find all of the examples of when someone uh, was found not guilty, and you you type that in, and you you was given like all of this information as to basically how that person was found not guilty. Wow. You've then got something to build off to start your case. There you go. So, like, it can it can relieve you a lot of the manual work that you would have had to have done. So, this is it. it's interesting to see how it's going to be used mm. in all areas, but, yeah, especially in areas of creativity. Yeah, because I feel like the, the, the AI, um, like the programs that we're seeing or, or I, I guess that's what they're called AI programs it, it, they are testing it with creativity and a lot of our work like our world is designed of creative minds thinkers people physical people but what would that look like if that was something that came out of a digital like entity do you know what I mean so yeah um, <clears throat> sorry um well, what other themes? I'd say. So, I would say right, content, 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 and more fucking content, like video, bruv. Like YouTube, YouTube, shorts, reels, and TikTok. TikTok four point something billion last year. Ridiculous. I think it, I think that I don't quote me. I'm just I'm picking that one out of the sky. But I think it was close to four point two billion. It might even be more than that, to be 4 .2 honest. Four billion dollars in revenue. Oh revenue, okay. Yeah. And like what we're seeing is that creators are gonna get to the bag, bro. They're gonna get one hundred to the bag this year and the more content that you can create the more like revenue and money that they're going to be able to 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 generate for themselves and i think 
where that where where the the marriage with marketing and advertising is is that brands are gonna you know this idea of micromanage like mi micro influencers like micro influencers now are actually huge because of 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 platforms like TikTok micro influencers are no longer micro influencers because the algorithm on TikTok allows people to find their fucking niche. So they're talking to what would have been before on what would have been like a small amount of people. They're actually talking to like thousands, hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions. And obviously like your best creators are ones that are going to be on millions and whatever. But there are certain creators or certain niches like, bro, you can type anything into TikTok, bro. You can actually type anything into TikTok and there's going to be a video made about it. Yeah. And I think... What that is going to do is allow opportunities for brands to make partnerships that make sense. They're not just going to be partnering with influencers or, or creators that don't fit their mode or their strategy or their model. They're literally going to be able to be like, all right, cool. We make... We make... Do you remember when uh, Gucci included the guy that does the TikToks about the trains? Yes, in their campaign, right, right. So it's like, all right, my um, Francois Bourgeois. That's his name. Brilliant. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you're able to connect with. You can connect with your target a lot more, a lot better, I think, and it will will be happening. And I think what brands will need to do now is to work out who who it is that they're trying to reach. Who are the, like, obviously your sports brands are really easy because you want to get it's culture. We look at like recently, the day that we're recording this, Clint does Clint from Cortez has got a um, partnership with Nike now, and it's like off the back of culture alone. Do you know what I mean like definitely? He's a he's a creator that created his own lane that got made noise that one of the big, the biggest sports company in the world are now saying, yo, let's do something together. And I think you're going to see much more of that because creators in themselves, they hold such a fucking value, man. Like They've got the communities. Yeah, bro. The audience. Like, that brands want to tap into. Bro, like brands, brands, like, <sighs> brands are going after the community play, right? And they have been for quite a long time. They've been, but they've been trying to do it the wrong way. They've been trying to do it by creating communities within their brands. Smaller brands have been able to do it because they realise that there's a there's literally a gap, uh, a dissonance the between daily paper, for example. literally your, your daily papers, your places and faces, your um, uh, oh, I had another one in my head, but I, I can't there's remember. A bunch. A, RT and of course, yeah, uh, the Amsterdam ones, of course. Yeah. Like, but like they've been able to build up a, a, a community. Based off their um, their brand positioning and what they believe in, and fam, it will take people to the moon, bro. I believe so. Anyway, do you know what I'm saying? Um, let me try and think of one more that I think might might be happening. Um, let's see. I said AI creators, brand strategies. Um, no, let's leave it at that. Okay. I, I, I don't, I don't want to expunge myself too much. I think, I, I think, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, was that, was that alright? Yeah. Yeah, I think the AI <laughs> one particularly is really interesting. Yeah. Because oh, and and content. Sorry, 
content. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Creators, content, AI, and yeah, making sure like brands are aligned with their own strategy. Yeah, AI is in. I'm curious to see how it develops, but yeah, tech has always been, uh, for me anyway, has always been a platform to build on. Yeah, yeah, and to learn new things, create new things, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and get a stronger output. So I'm yeah. curious to see how those two things marry yeah, up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> last one. If okay. you was talking to a room full of creative directors, uh-huh. marketing leads. Yeah. Tomorrow morning, what advice would you give them going into this year? God damn, that is a hard question. Make sure you know what you're doing. <laughs> I know that sounds I know that sounds very like, I don't know, I don't know, funny, but to me it sounds funny. But understand your brand, understand the people that are connected to your brand. And find a way to talk to them on a level. Because I feel like the generation that is tapped in and making moves can see through bullshit. They see through bullshit. They have the shortest attention spans ever. Have fucking fun with your brands. Like, oh, bro, the thing that really annoys me about brands at the moment, yeah, is when you take yourself too seriously. Oh, goodness me. Like, and do you know what's so funny? Slut. Okay, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Come come here, come here. Creative director A, B, C, come here. I got something to say to you, bruv. Fight your brand if they, do, if they think that putting the same shit that they were going to put on TV is going to work on TikTok. Don't. It doesn't work. It don't work. Understand the platforms. Understand your platforms. Understand how they move. Understand how they're used. Understand who's using them. Understand the creators, what the creators are doing, right? Be proactive in these things. Don't be reactive because you're going to... Things happen on TikTok. So, And I use TikTok because, like, I... I'm not even like I use it. I'm not a super user. I I, I don't like spend. I don't spend hours on it, but I'm in it enough to understand that shit moves quick on that platform. In it, reels the same sort of thing. But I'm gonna say TikTok for creators and it's also an entertainment platform, isn't it? It's a yeah. It's no. Do you know what? It's an entertainment platform, but I think it's also beyond that. It's a it's a creators platform. It's a it's a platform for creators to. Like, bruv, there's a there's a, a a part of TikTok that's like book talk, where people just read books and review books. Bruv, there's a niche for everything out there. So it's not like, yes, that is a form of entertainment, but it's a different form of entertainment as well. Do you know what I mean? So I'm saying, if I was talking to like creative directors and uh, marketing strategists, I'd say like, yeah, understand the platforms that you're going to be working in. Understand the people that you're talking to. And literally, like, yeah, like, be brave. Be brave with the work that you're doing. Have fun with the work that you're doing. Because, like, no one likes, no one likes stale advertising, man. Let's go back to the 90s where we were trying things. When I remember being like, wow, that's mad. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't be, I think we're living in a time where, um, we're living in a time where everyone's scared to do the wrong thing, 
right? So no one wants to take risks. But I think it's really interesting for brands to do something different because we're so used to everybody standing in line doing the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, test the waters a little bit. Mess up your mess up your logo a little bit. Like I think it, that's what some of the younger, yeah, more grassroots community-based brands are doing, and yeah, that's what's man. made them so successful. Exactly. That's what's landed the Cortez mm-hmm. Who's the World Trust partnership me. with a Nike, for example, Trust. because they're doing all this cool groundbreaking stuff mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. bigger brands don't necessarily have the. I don't even know the. I wouldn't even say permission, but they don't. They're too big to do that type of stuff. I think you're right. And I think some of it is based around the point that it's been working for so long. So why change it? And I get that. There's 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 KPIs to hit, there's there's like this new product that's coming in, there's a next thing coming in over here. And if it's worked for so long, why change it? I'll tell you why. The reason why you you might have to change it or at least assess it, change a little bit, is because it's not going to be the same forever. Things are going to change. People are going to get old. People are like people are going to get old, tired of it, and it will go. It will grow stale. And if you don't change in time, you're going to be stuck reacting to the change that might happen exponentially later on down the line. Definitely. So this is where I'm saying, like, small changes, like like we said at the beginning of this pod, small changes make bigger results and, and over a longer period of time. So it's not something about being mad drastic, but it's like test the waters. Try something. Test and learn, baby. Like, in One thing I'll say about advertising, and I don't mean this as crude as anything, but it's advertising. It's not the end of the world. Try something new in it. Nobody's meant to die yeah. doing advertising. Yeah. I think one thing I'll add to that as well is this year is going to be a very unpredictable year financially. Yes. Well, quite predictable in, in the sense that it's very likely that we'll go into a res- an official recession. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I'm curious to see how brands play on that, how they mm-hmm. still try to attract yeah. customers, consumers, yeah. how they still try to elevate the brands that they're working with. And I think that potentially comes with... Sorry to cut you, bro. I think that comes with, like, building... Like, trying to build genuine and meaningful communities. Because you still... People might not have the money, but they still want to have the feeling. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, what can you give back to these these communities? What what are you doing to support so that when I do have my peas back or when the, the financial situation in I these places... You. I you. You did that thing. In, like, you had all this money, but you came down to my ends and yeah. you did this. Oh, yeah, like, I'm going to fuck with this brand for a long time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that's why... That's how Nike have been Nike for so long. Yeah. So it's, I think it's just... It's that, like, understanding the climate of individuals, understanding the climate of, the, of, of society and... And doing things that make an impact, and it doesn't have to be like a monetary impact, but like an impact in a way that people will just remember you. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. Well, I could ask you questions all day. (laughs) And I feel like if I asked you... I didn't even, even realize one I, more question. <laughs> I didn't probably I have to pay you your day rate, so <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. But hey, price gone up, by the way. Before price before we we 
close off on on this um, yeah. podcast and this topic of conversation. Yeah. Do you have any closing words on on what we've spoken about? Oh, you want to stop? Do you, do you, I might have one, a question for you, bro. Oh, we can, we can... Hey, bro. No, no. You think we thought? Hey, 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 hey. I'm on the spot. So listen. Obviously, Yaf called me the goat that he knows in the field that I'm in. Let me tell you something about about Yaf. Yaf is one of the best people, or one the goat at connecting. And and if you listen to the podcast, you know there's people that have been on this podcast that have said it verbatim that yeah, when it comes to connecting with people, Yaf's the guy. And I've seen it over the years. I've seen it grow. I've seen it mature. I've seen it develop, and I've seen it get even better and better, bro. Thank you. What is the source? So I want. So you you work in the athlete space. And have done for a very long time. And you've had the ability to, what, what I love to call, disarm people. Okay. And I just wanted to ask you, like, how do you, how do you get on an emotional level with people? And how do, you, how do you get them to open up? And how do you, how do you go about your, your job of connecting with people? I think the most important element of connecting with people mm. is trying to understand them first. Mm-hmm. So making it about them. Yeah. I mean, in one way or another, people are always going to be willing to talk about themselves. Yeah. Even if they don't like to. If you ask the right questions and you can, um, you know, get beyond the initial barrier that someone might hold up to you, you can learn a lot about them and you just continue to build on that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if I know that one of the athletes I'm talking to is a big fan of Madonna, I'm just making that up, <laughs> but talking to them about Madonna for the first five minutes before we go into it, I feel like... And do you do, like, would you do your research on them um, or would you, like, how... I would, get get them, I would get them to teach me. Ah, okay. So we're, build, we're building even more of a bond. Okay. Because I'm like, oh, shit, I haven't heard of, like, what's that about? Yeah. And then I'm kind of putting them in the position of, although the relationship is supposed to be me helping them and supporting them and doing work for them, they're giving me something as well. So it yeah. feels like this value exchange Carried off, yeah. where they're, they're giving me something mm-hmm. as well. And I always... I never want to make it feel like it's a one-way relationship. I yeah. always want to, I always want people to have the feeling that I've taken something from the conversation yeah. as well as me giving to the conversation. Because yeah. I think, you know, whether we admit it or not, we always look at the relationships we have and who adds value yeah. and who doesn't. Yeah. Especially as we get older, we of become course, a lot more critical of that. You were saying earlier. And I feel as though... Um, before anything, especially when working with athletes, you always want to... There needs to be a deficit of you adding value upon value upon value. Mm. Because in that space, it's all about trust. Yeah. You need to build trust. Yeah. And there's a lot of people in the industry who are just trying to latch on to these people because of their names, because of what they do. Mm-hmm. And you need to kind of showcase that you're different from all those people that are just trying to leech. Yeah. You're here to, to add value and you're here to help them mm. fundamentally. I think a big part of helping them is detaching atta- detaching 
their perception of who they are, so it could be superstar, mm. and seeing them as someone who needs your support. So it's recognizing that, you know, you might be the best athlete in the world. Yeah. So it's detaching that mm-hmm. from the fact that you're the best athlete in the world, but you're going to need some support to maximize that. You're going to need some support to be the biggest brand in the world. You're going to need some support to connect with your fans more. Yeah. And I'm the person that can help you do that. Mm. So I wouldn't say it's um, humanizing these people. Yeah. But in the same way that they might be the best on court or on pitch yeah. or on track, yeah. you're equally as good when it comes to doing what you need to do for them. Mm. And mm. so it's, again, that value exchange. Game recognized game. Exactly. Yeah. And... For me, again, like I said, I always just want to add value. But to go back to your original question of how do I connect with people, mm-hmm. for me, I'm just a very naturally curious person. I like to learn about people. Yeah. And I like to build on the things that I learn. And I think people, when they see you have a genuine interest in, in them and not mm-hmm. necessarily what's in their pocket, um, they they fuck with that. And you I can like do that. so in, 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 in a genuine way I believe yeah so I love that so you mentioned uh, athletes as brands talk to talk to me about where you see like the athlete brand space going this year and and the years to come it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger you look at even back in the day when you had Real Madrid the Galactico era where they had Zidane, Ronaldo, the original Ronaldo, David Beckham, all these people. Nazario. When, in those times, so when Beckham signed with with Real Madrid, he signed and he agreed that 50% of his image rights would go to the club. Was this at Real Madrid? This was at Real Madrid. Okay, okay. I heard something recently with um, when he went to LA Galaxy. Okay, so... Image rights are basically any money that you make based off your name, image, or likeness, um, that goes to you. So if you appear in a commercial, Mm. people are more likely to buy that product because you're in it. Yeah. Right? So back in the day, Beckham and all of those Galacticos would offer 50% of their image rights in exchange for playing for the most famous team in the world. And... The idea back then from Florentino Perez, who was the president, was you're playing for Real Madrid, it's going to get you a bigger audience. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we deserve to get 50% of any money that you make off your own name. Even away from... Even away from the pitch. So like Beckham's Adidas deal, they get 50% of that. Yo, he was running that like a mafia boss. Crazy. But now, well, for a long time, the power shifted and the brand's... The athletes are the brands. Yes. And they've been able to monetize directly. Mm-hmm. So where do I see that going? I think in the industry, we're starting to see more people behind the scenes facilitate athletes becoming these brands. So typically you'd have an athlete a player and they'd have an agent. Yeah. And this agent would negotiate all of their contracts on pitch, on track, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that, that was it. But now, more, more and more and more, these athletes have a second person who yeah. does all of their 
commercial stuff. So like their brand building, their brand partnerships, mm. building a strategy for them and all of this stuff. And I think you're basically going to see things like even sports brands. Like, yes, they'll still be very powerful and they'll still exist, but if Ronaldo wanted to sell his own merch tomorrow, he probably couldn't because contractually with Nike, he's he's not allowed to. Yeah. But if he was to see out his contract, mm. which again, he's not going to be able to because it's a lifetime contract. <laughs> but if a, if an athlete like Kyrie Irving... Yes was to say, I'm going to create my own line. He could do so because he has... Gary Irving Yeezy? Or is that too soon? Ooh, you never know. <laughs> but he can sell his product directly to an audience that yeah. he has because he knows he's got an audience. Mm. So athletes monetizing off their own brand is something that's going to be huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... I feel like what we'll begin to see more... Yeah is um so when you look at the industry yeah. you've got let's look at Europe you've got um more traditionally more traditional mentality of how athletes behave yeah yeah and how content is consumed but even if we look at something like the Premier League there's talks that Apple might come in so that, yeah. to secure the, 20, the rights. 25. That could be a huge yeah. game changer, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge game changer. American company coming in to revolutionize the way people consume content. Take it away from like this subscription-based model that you have with Sky. But then Apple TV is still a subscription. It'll be subscription, model. but with a with an Apple twist. Because okay. people only have Sky to watch Sky Sports. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Is they they're on there looking at Sky movies and Sky Cinema. Yeah. So I think sports is gonna become more intertwined with entertainment. Yeah. Because although Sky do a really good job of doing that and they've done a, a lot better job recently, I think a company like Apple could take oh, it to the next saying. level. I see what you're saying. In terms of like the entertainment value of Watching sport, yes, beyond, beyond the beyond the game itself, exactly. So, what does what does a halftime show look like? Yeah, if Apple TV, okay, 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 okay. You know, there's, v and then you can have <clears throat> mixed reality come into that. Yeah, with you know Apple of launching a headset, Meta have a headset. Mm. There'll be more virtual reality type products coming out, so that yeah, that'll yeah. be interesting, but. Athletes' role in that is equally interesting as well because I feel as though they're becoming. <laughs> I just had a thought. Sorry. What was you gonna say? <laughs> Apple Apple TV gets the Premier League, yeah, gets them all to wear Apple watches, and then you can track all of their <laughs> their activity <laughs> in the game from from your phone, bro. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but yeah. that's I mean that's Side interesting. Idea. That's Side interesting idea. stuff, Side and that's probably not too far away no, as well. Bro. Sorry, I took um, it away. No, 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 all good. So I feel like sports is becoming more entertainment-based. Athletes obviously have a big part to play in that and they know that they are the biggest pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. So we'll see more wealth in in within athletes. Um, if you, you just have to look at what Chelsea are doing now, dishing out eight-and-a-half-year contracts 
Players set for life. Players are set for life. I'm yeah. really upset about that transfer. So, it's neither here nor there. We'll see more wealth, and as a result, I think we're going to see um, athletes tap. We spoke about purpose earlier, yeah, and yeah. athletes giving back to their purpose and what they believe in. Yeah. I think, especially now in times of um, financial uncertainty, we'll see athletes kind of step into that space of giving back to their communities. And yeah, we're seeing that. We're seeing that, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. been happening for years, especially mm-hmm. in the States. Mm-hmm. But I think it will become more frequent and a bit more formalised as yeah. well. Yeah. So we could honestly have a conversation all night about... Yeah. I have one more question Go for ahead. You. Uh, what are you most excited for, if you can name any, that's happening in, in the athlete space? Or what would you love to see? Mm. In Europe? Yeah. Or globally, let's say globally. Or And if you wanted to say Europe, you can say Europe. What, what do I want to see? Yeah. All most excited for. I still think, if you look at culture, yeah. that word culture. I know exactly what you're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are only a few things around the world that can move people. And those two things, two main things for me, are sport and music. Mm -hmm. I could connect, I can be anywhere in the world and be able to connect to someone through sport. Regardless of age, gender, race, etc., I could connect with that person through sport. Likewise, through music. Mm -hmm. And those two worlds have often been... Divided. Very separate. Yeah. Very siloed. Mm. And for me, there's a huge opportunity for those worlds to come closer together. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, they seem like very separate things. But... For me, there's a lot of opportunity to bring those worlds closer together. And I've got an idea for you when we finish. Let's talk. Yeah. I think the the athletes that are the most renowned, that are doing the most culturally, they're the ones that are being seen in different spaces. You mean you look at a LeBron James, for example, you look at a Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, these yeah. people who are considered like wavy athletes you know mm. look at Kyrie Irvins all of these type of people they're people who are dialed in and tapped into more than just their sport and music obviously plays a huge part of that so for me it's these people are really interesting people and they have a lot more to say and do than just their sport mm-hmm. and tapping into some of those things can be more than just music mm-hmm. but tapping into some of those things through the lens of the athlete is is very interesting. Isn't something that's done I like that. on a huge scale at the moment. It's it's the reason that we consider some of these people the most influential or the most culturally relevant is because there's only a few. Mm. But what if the normal was the other way around? Yeah. That everyone was every athlete was tapped into their to their passion outside of their sport and you know, was using their resource to to add value to that passion. So if you're a I don't know, you're an athlete and you're really into books, like, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna start my own publishing company. You might inspire then 
10 more kids who are yeah. athletes yeah. coming up to write a book or to do the same thing and you just create more economies. It's, um, it's the non-athletic identity exactly. that I think my friend now speaks about a lot. And it's not, it's not that it's coached out of people in the UK or in Europe, but it's, it's really interesting. I, I use football because it's the closest thing I know. And you see it probably less in that sport and in that world. And I think when you think of sport and music and bringing those cultures together, those are the two things that I think are quite synonymous here in the UK. But what is missing is that, like, when you play football here, you're not necessarily going to college. Like, or, like you're, not go you're going straight into the league. Mm. So you're not having time to develop that non-athletic uh, identity. And it come, it might come later on, or you might have had it, but because you spend so much time playing sport or playing your, your, your playing football, you're never ever looking at that. So I think there's a big opportunity for players, even teams, to like encourage that. Do you know what I mean? There's so many elements. We, yeah. we haven't spoken about fashion. Fashion yes, is a big part yes, of it. Yes, yes. There's just there's so many uh, economies that can be built out yeah. through athletes' interests and passions. Mm. And we know that athletes are some of the most influential people in the world. I mean, there's so many positives and so many opportunities. And I guess that's why I still have a job. Bro, you're amazing at it too. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We'll we appreciate y'all. <laughs> we'll be back uh, same time next week. Uh, and you've been listening to the yeah, Advent Podcast with Kieran and Yaf. Shout out to Stephen and Kwame. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.